Due to the graphic nature of the material we review, viewer discretion is advised. Okay, welcome to part two, everyone. So we're going to quickly discuss the OVA for Yarichin Bitch Club. So um, we still have here with us Ashley and Melissa. So do you like how the OVA looks? Did it appeal to you? Yeah, I would say I really liked it because it was really colorful. I found the mushrooms to be probably the best part, especially because I still have the artwork just like of the main oh, on your phone. Yeah, I can see yeah. it there. I just have like the main OVA <laughs> artwork on my phone. Yeah, I've had it for a while now. Where they censor all the sex toys of little mushrooms, which mm-hmm. I find was pretty funny. I like the how you know how how you have like a sticky board where you can post stuff. Mm-hmm. They were. They just posted random condoms there. There was like an elephant condom <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw. Yeah. It's just very strange. I followed um, very quickly once they announced this. Like I saw that Grizzly, which is the an- the animation studio, had done a Twitter. So I followed them, which was not the best if you're doing Twitter at work, I recognize. <laughs> um, but they would post like uh, their kind of process. Um, so they would show like some of the animation sketches and that kind of thing. So you could really see how they were working, which I felt like for an OVA, this had actually really good quality. It felt like a TV um, anime. They didn't seem to really cut corners, um, which it's Toho Animation. They're, you know, pretty good. They, you know, have done a lot of really good stuff coming out of that studio, which it is, it is a little bit weird to see, you know, Toho is such a big studio. We're used to seeing things from like Studio Dean, which is like, bottom of the barrel like budget studios so knowing that this was getting such a high value like high budget production i was like well this is this is good i mean maybe this is a turnaround for bl anime we're not you know relegated to bottom of the barrel anymore um, so i felt like the art was especially good on this, this it one. was very colorful and i it was i just find it interesting that it's so colorful and it looks innocent for something so very naughty yeah it, it kind of tricks you it's an interesting contrast uh, so do you think the OVA stayed true to the manga at all? Or did you notice that anything was cut? For the most part, it stayed true, but it was sort of weird because it followed like the first chapter or two. And yeah. then it sort of like moved on to like chapter seven or eight when Stalker-kun is brought mm-hmm. in. And like and then like when like him and Yuri start to get together when they start to bond. But like in between that, there was a little story arc of Tono and Yu because they had the greenhouse scene where you starts to have feelings for Tono, but then they completely skipped over all of the scenes where his feeling grows. Like when they're studying together, you can really see that he's starting to oh, feel. That's true. And then mm-hmm. he does admit that he loves him at some point. And I believe that they completely skipped over the fact that they started um, pretend dating. No, yeah, they, they? there was, they, they really condensed stuff in yeah. the storyline. And I think that, admittedly maybe the story wasn't the best because they did try to throw so much at it and you have an ensemble cast that you all have to introduce and there's a lot of nuance that you just lose so it was good that they focused a lot on Yuri and Stalkerkin's arc but I think that that came at the expense of the other characters yeah um, you didn't really get to see anything about Yakchan and his um yeah, character development or, you, or you'll like put in a little thing here like we can establish who likes who or who's developing feelings for who but it loses then a lot of the um, the meaning behind it and the depth so it just felt a little bit it felt a little bit rushed in all honesty but that was just because it's like a 30 minute OVA that they're trying to cram for like we didn't even know what the story was going to be you're just like yeah. oh we got it Jean so what are they going to do yeah it's like when they have make a book into a movie you know you're going to like lose important scenes because mm-hmm. an eight hour book isn't going to translate well into a two hour movie and the same applies to a manga takes you a few hours to read 
and turn it into a 30 minute OVA. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I, we did see you um, and Tonal in the greenhouse in the OVA. Yeah, they had the greenhouse yeah. scene, but that's the only scene because they developed their relationship oh, more yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. Studying and yeah, they just... skipped the whole exams. Yes, and the, I think they also skipped the scene. Well, later they're like, yeah, we're going to pretend to date. And then Akemi talks to them. He's like, I know you're not actually dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he keeps it a secret from the group, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, what did you guys think of the censorship? Did they go over the top? Or was that necessary? For a new yaoi, it was actually not that bad. Because when you think about other modern yaoi animes, like Love Stage, Sekaichi, they don't really show that much. Like, it'll, like, fade to black. You might see the characters moaning. Because those were on TV. They were TV broadcasts. Yes, that's true. This is also the good thing about, like, an OVA, too, because obviously, if you find it was pretty explicit, too. Mm-hmm. But it was also in a really... I don't think in Viewfinder, like, you saw, like, the train. Like, you didn't see, like, a train, you know? And, like, it was... N- like an ass shot right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he like come he's like show is showing the ass and he's like, Yeah, come on, join I guess. And then like this made it really explicit, like the cones of light were kind Those of Those were blinding. Yeah. yeah. That was and so, and some of that was for like humorous effect because it's like, you know, they could have just done a, you know, mosaic sensor, they could have just done a bar, they could have yeah. done anything. But they have like mushrooms, they have giant cones of light. At that point, it's funny because it's like, oh, it's all the god rays coming out of his, his you know, oh, yeah. stuff. The best part of the cone of light is when Yuri is sucking a guy off and he has the cone of light, but Yuri has his sunglasses on. Yeah. And it's like, I know why you have them on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, there's really no other way that they, I guess they could have approached it in a more just like, they could have you know, blurred it. Approach. They could have just yeah. done the mosaic yeah. sensor, but it wouldn't have been as funny. It wouldn't have been as over the top. And I think that they really like kind of leaned into it in that case. But there was really no hope that this was going to be an uncensored thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still not 100% sure why sensitive pornograph was uncensored because Japanese censorship laws is like, you would have had to censor this. Yeah. Did somebody, like, I don't I don't know. But, I mean, we're, we're never, we're never going to see the whole thing. Oh, but I hope they continue it, though. So would you recommend the OVA to others? Because, honestly, I would recommend it highly before you read the manga. I would, especially because it gives you... Like, it introduces all the characters really quickly. Mm-hmm. You get to learn the baseline. I mean, I think, as I mentioned earlier, if if somebody just wants to get a taste to know what the fuss is about, yes. Otherwise, I tend to be more about read the manga first and then watch the anime yeah. type person. Uh, when you can. But it, it really doesn't, in the end, it just depends on, like, well, how much do you want to commit to Yadachin? Do you want to read a chapter and then or continue to read the whole thing? Or do you just want to, like, get the gist of it? And the OVA does a pretty good job of telling you what this is about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I can agree. I didn't like it too much when they skipped, like, the whole exams. Because it, yeah. it did pertain to the story a bit. Yeah. And then if you only watch the OVA and then you go into the manga, one thing would be... It's going to feel drawn out. And you would also think that Yuri and Sakukun are the main characters. And you're going to get a shock. Or no, it's like Yak-chan, um, Yu, Tono. They're the ones you're always going to see. And Yuri and Sakokan all like they're still big characters, but they're more of a side character. I wonder if they cut it all so they could fit all the characters in a little bit more, like all their relationships. Because yeah, as we were talking about right. in part one, as you're reading by like near the end of volume two, the characters start becoming a little bit more interesting. You get more of their backstory. And that's just for everyone, aside from Yachan. Like there is something going on with Shikatani by the end of volume two. Yeah. 
and in the OVA, you kind of just brush over them, all the side characters. But uh, I hope it. I hope they're gonna continue it because I would. I would be interested to see how they're gonna handle the scene where they're out in the woods oh, for that yeah. summer field. It's not a summer field trip. It's. It was a field was, trip of some kind. It was like some weird spring break thing. I don't even Maybe. remember. It was just some weird school activity, and I felt honestly they could have cut that. I think like they should have like just skipped to like the last chapter of that where yeah. Yakchen and you have the big moment. But the first two chapters, it honestly just felt like filler to me. Like I was like rereading Yao Yichen today, and I just skimmed through that and just like read the important bits. Although it did also sort of set up Akemi and Itome's um, drama. Because there's, like, one scene where Itame, like, gets really pissed at a guy because he's, like, wake up with, um, Akemi. And he gets, like, really mad and, like, grabs the guy's face and he's like, I'm never going to break up with him. Yeah. And it sort of shows how, like, he has some jealousy there. So if it's kept those important bits, it would be a lot better if it just... And I almost, I almost missed it, too, because <laughs> I got so bored of watching them fish and cook yeah. and squirt each other with water guns. It felt like... like I almost yeah. missed it because I was, like, speeding through, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like, happened. is this a slice of life now? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> so if they do the a part two for the OVA, I really hope that they just kind of compress it all again where they just cut out the unnecessary stuff and then they highlight the characters and each character's relationship with another yeah and hopefully they would like just focus more on the other characters like yak chan um the black haired guy with glasses ekami and itome because they all have good stories that they really because they just didn't really get anything good in the ova Mm -hmm. i wonder if they change anything too compared to the manga because we don't get it Kashima's backstory a whole lot. We hear Yachan's backstory. Yeah, that was one of my main things about the manga so far is that like everyone else is getting some sort of character development, but he got absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like we hear Yachan's side of the story and how he feels about his cousin, but we don't like hear, we never hear about how you. Yeah. How you feels about it, how he feels about his cousin, and like he's feel like he's all like nice and stuff, but surely there's something bothering him inside because mm-hmm. this is a manga, you know? Yeah, that that's another thing. He kinda was eyeing Yachan a bit, like, why is he hanging out with Tono a lot? Yeah. Oh man, I hope they touch on that more in the OVA. Oh well that has to be in the manga, because he doesn't yeah, have anything in the manga right that's now. True. Yeah. But if they do another OVA, that's something I'm looking forward to. Of course, I haven't heard anything like if they were gonna Maybe when Volume 4 comes out, they'll do another bit? Because I felt like they bundled it, because yeah, actually... So, it was bundled with Volume 3. It would be... it's it, There's a potential that they could say, we're going to do another, um, you know, OVA and bundle it with a manga. Mm-hmm. Given how long it takes for um, the OVA for anime to be made, it was something that they would announce, I guess. Um, and then we would know. Um, so, I'm hoping that they had good sales, so that it would be something. But again, we, we just don't really know kind of the, the context of this. Because, a, like, an OVA bundled with a uh, manga is, it's not unusual for anime or for in, in the industry, but for BL, it's definitely, like, this is pretty new um, mm-hmm. for them to do that. So, I'll be interested to see, yeah, if they continue to do it. And especially what the future projects for Grizzly would be, because if this is a model that works, I mean, we might be able to then get more uh, OVAs for other BL titles. That'd be great. Which would be awesome. I think that will just be a thing coming up because we also have the 10 count coming. Uh, that's going to be a TV anime. Yeah, so that's going to yes. also help bring some exposure. Then we have the new BL anime. Uh, Daikaichi is what's um, right now streaming. 
um, for the simulcast season. Um, and I think, um, I don't know if there's anything that's been announced beyond 10 count, but um, it's certainly been a very yeah. healthy last couple of years where we're getting um, multiple titles per year. Um, yeah, and we'll, they're also bringing licensing Nucho Chalo games, like the Dramatical mm-hmm. Moda, like other, even from other companies, like there are more BL games being licensed and brought yeah. to the US. So I think this is definitely like a pattern showing and that it is getting more popular. Especially after, like, you and Ice, I think that might have been a big thing, because you would never find Yaoi merchandise in Hot Topic now, mm-hmm. and now you can go to Hot Topic and just be like, look at all this Yaoi and Ice merchandise, oh, yeah. and that really brought awareness to BL and made it well, I, mainstream. I mean, I, I don't really agree, I guess. I think that the success for BL anime is tied to the the sales in Japan. It's very yeah. clearly shown itself to be a market. I think that in the US we are seeing more titles come across. You have companies like Kodansha um, and Seven Seas Manga that are taking chances with BL, whereas normally you have BL as a completely separate thing, like Sublime is just a, a part of Viz or June is a part of digital manga publishing. Um, so it's a healthy market and American companies are identifying that. But I don't think it has anything to do with Uranice because of the way that the cycles work for anime. And it's, it's just very clearly tied to how well it's doing in Japan and they're taking a chance with it here. It could go stronger, but I, I think that because Yuri and Ice is not technically like a BL, it's it's very much like more of a sports anime. It's a very different thing. Um, and American fans see it differently, but in Japan they're very separate. So I don't think that that correlation really is there. Yeah. Um, especially for Yadachin and Yuri and Ice. Like they're, Yadachin was actually was oh. blowing up before Yuri and Ice actually dropped you know, oh, for the simulcast yeah. season. So mm-hmm. um, very, very separate there. Yadachin is doing well because other BL titles are doing well. Like Tin Count's been doing well since, because when Tin Count got announced here in like 2015 for like it being picked up, like it was already like a huge deal that Sublime had acquired it. So I think that you're just seeing these mega titles like Dakaichi, which has not been licensed here in the US, is very clearly doing quite well because it's got a TV anime. So just a stronger BL market in general. Well, that's all the questions I had for the OVA. Gosh, how long ago was it that we watched it? Just like two months ago. Was it? Oh, man. Well, we've been through an election cycle, so that'll age you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Overall, it was good, y'all. So if you get a chance, definitely try and go and find it. Uh, Where was it? Where did we watch? Did someone have it on Air and Fantasy or something? No, I, I think, think we watched yet. it on YouTube. Did yeah. we? Okay. We had to then watch you can like, find it on somebody, YouTube, Or somebody guys. downloaded it. But yeah, Air and Fantasy didn't do a sub of it, which was, you know. Okay. Yeah, you had to download it because okay. you can't find it on like, any of those sites. I believe you have to download it off like okay. Mega. Oh, gosh. Okay. Good luck and keep your computers protected. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get with the download. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good luck finding that. Um, but I did notice... That if you search for volume three um, for Yadi Ching Bitch Club, they are still selling those limited edition bundles where it's volume three with the OVA. So if you're interested, you can purchase that. Um, mm-hmm. You may want to know some Japanese. There's no mm-hmm. English subtitles. Yeah. It does not come on this release. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you could always support the original release, which would be good. Oh, yes. All right, guys. Happy holidays. We'll see y'all next year. Thanks for listening to 801 Reviewed. You can find more episodes of this show and the 801 podcast on Simplecast and iTunes. If you enjoy the show or you want to help us out, please consider leaving a review or donate to our Patreon page. And remember, support your local sex club.